Welcome to the For Pete's Sake podcast. I'm David O'Connor with EXP Realty. And I'm Alex Blancarn with EXP Realty. And today we're going to be reviewing the January 2023 market stats. We also got our tip of the month and our deal of the month for you. So stay tuned. Alex, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. We're starting to see a bit of uh, warmer weather out there, so can't complain. I think uh, Wyerton Willie was saying that it's going to be an early spring. So, uh, yeah, nothing nothing bad there. What about you? How you been? Well, I found I found a hack for the winter. What you do is you actually you fly to Hawaii for eight days. Yeah, that right helps. Right before a snowstorm and right before it goes to, like, minus 30. So that was my little – that's my free tip for everybody. When it's really cold, yeah. just go to Hawaii. That's no snow I, there. No, no snow. It's beautiful no. there. No. Actually, before we get into it, this um, tomorrow, who's going to win the Super Bowl, buddy? Chiefs, Eagles. Yeah. So, uh, you know me. I'm a big Mahomes guy. So, uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. It's so close. Like, Philly's probably the better team, but Chiefs got a better, like, a once-in-a-generation quarterback. And he's fun. I, yeah, I could go either way, but I think I'm leaning towards – I want Mahomes to win, but I feel like maybe, maybe it's going to be the Eagles. But, I don't know. I'm on the fence. Yeah, that wasn't a very good answer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's like I should get into politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's right, see so what we got the uh, January 2023 stats. Thanks for uh, putting this together. Good to Yeah, no problem. Let's jump into this. So, yeah, I mean, overall, uh pretty slow month for January, wouldn't you say? Yeah, if we look at like your your main stats here, we got the average sale price Declined by 21. New listings have increased just over 20. Number of sales increased uh, 20. But I think the big one, see, I think those percentages don't really tell the story because I think the story when we get into the slides is going to be more in the in the volume, not the percentages. But yeah. the one that jumps out for me here is the uh, days to sell uh, increase of uh, 114. That's, that's just massive. Yeah, those shot right up. Uh, I mean, for reference, I, I think just going off of memory here, I think the days to sell in, in January was nine. So, I mean, that's a little bit nuts. Um, so that's where you see that main increase there. Uh, we'll get to what we saw in 23. Um, and looking on a provincial level, which is kind of interesting to compare, okay, what's happening provincially versus what's happening in Peterborough. Uh, just kind of jot, jotted down a couple, I, I, I jotted down a couple of stats um, from the Ontario market update for January. And uh, in Ontario, prices fell by about 20% year over year. So we're pretty on par there at 21 and a half. Uh, we saw new listings, they were up uh, year over year. We had a huge increase of 20%, but in Ontario, we saw an increase of about 8% year over year. And then sales, uh, we actually saw the number of sales increase by 20% year over year, but in the province, on average, sales were down 38%. So oh, you're, you know what? You're not the only stat guy. I stumbled upon a stat today. The GTA yeah. was 40, yeah. 44% down. Jeez, in sales. Yeah, it was something like 5,400 and now to 3,300 for the GTA. So, wow. So kind of Mississauga-ish all the way to, I guess, Clarington. Yeah, and, and that's why it's important as well to uh, to pay attention to your local market because something might be happening provincially uh, and, and in the news, but 
not necessarily happening in your local real estate market. So always important to pay attention to to your local market uh, when determining, you know, homes values and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, there's average sale price. You can see in the graph, we've got a little bit of an uptick. Look at that. Tiny <laughs> little uptick, you gotta look, look nice. Month over month. That's, uh, that's always fun to see. We came in at uh, 596,680, uh, which I mean is quite down. I, again, it was around 20% below what it was last year. But look at that value last year, 740. That's that's absurd. Uh, when you compare that to 21, we're up about 50 grand. Um, and you can kind of see more of a steady climb uh, 2018, 2019, 2020. Uh, so, again, I think you gained a, a lot of equity if you bought, you know, prior to 2019, prior to 2018. You still gained a lot of equity. It's just, you know, it had peaked last year and and we talked about that in in our last podcast kind of how it peaked in those first three months um in in peterborough in 22. yeah really that uh, 2022 january to march was really an anomaly really and yeah and again you can't really use that as you know how how your property is going to appreciate uh, because it was a bit of an outlier because of that mass gta exodus uh low interest rates and a, a giant amount of demand um, due to having to work from home. And you know me, I'm, I like to be the optimist. So if you look down at the bottom of 2022 there, so you see last month, the average, um, what, detached residential home in Peterborough City? Yep. Uh, 582, and we're up to uh, 596. So yeah, a little, little bit of good news there. Yeah, some good news there. Uh, now, what do you think projections quickly for the average price? Are we going up or are we going to stay flat or maybe go up and down slightly? My opinion, I think we're going to go kind of up and down slightly, um, you know, ranging in that maybe 20 to 30,000 uh, ballpark for the rest of the year. I mean, no crystal ball, but that's kind of what I'm predicting. What about you? Yeah, I'm still on par with the, the year in review. Um, I, I think I think we're going to have a spring market for sure. I like it still. Like, all the people I'm talking to, all the clients, everything I'm seeing is buyer we're going to have buyers coming i think and I, if, the, if all the buyers come uh you're going to see prices start to go up you might even see some competitions again in march april i do think it's going to flatten out then and uh, it could even trend down later in the year i, I do think remember we, we had our little bet and we hadn't seen the january number but i was saying that i think when the dust settles in december the average sales price is only pretty close to what we're seeing here in january yeah yeah yeah, let's see. Let's see. That would be uh, that'd be another wild ride. Yeah. All right, let's jump ahead here. Yeah, so new listings. Again, you can see that uptick month over month at the end of the graph there. Um, we came in at 80 new listings, and that's up from 65 last year. So not a lot of new listings last year. Uh, when we're looking kind of average, you know, in the rearview mirror there over the last five years, 80 seems to pretty much be on par. Uh, the 65 was a little bit low in 22, um, but 80 kind of seems to be on par. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, as you'll see as we move ahead here, this is why that those percentages at the beginning, I, don't, I didn't think told a story because the real story was there wasn't a lot of inventory last year, but there was a lot of buyers. Um, so there, and even though transactions are, I guess, up, but it, it doesn't matter. The, the ratio between 
how many properties were available and how many buyers were in the market are a lot different this year. So with more buyers last year, less properties, that's when we saw the rates or sorry, uh, sales price like spike uh, record, record highs there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, you can see numbers, uh, number of sales there. Again, another uptick month over month. So we've seen three upticks month over month. We're at 54 sales, which again, you look back rear view mirror, we're pretty on par with the number of sales for January. Uh, not a huge increase uh, year over year between 22 and 23. January, ultimately the same as December, tends to be a bit of a slow month for real estate uh, just due to the holidays. Yeah, so <laughs> this is why to me it looks like if you, if you remove last year and even to some degree, 2021, we might be in for like a typical, you know, it's usually down January, February, you start seeing the listings in March. We'll have a bit of a, a spring market and then, you know, we go into that summer low. So I think that's the kind of year we might have more of a traditional market this year. Yeah. And you can see that in the last two years, you can really see uh, the number of sales kind of pick up uh, really, really well with that graph there, um, really picking up at the start of March. Um, for, for both 22 and 21. So yeah, hopefully we get that. It would be awesome to uh, to see some more activity in, in the real estate market. I know there are a lot of sellers that are sitting. Um, so it would be great to definitely see a bit more demand come back. And here's a, a fun graph. This is a new segment that we're going to be uh, focusing on. And this is the number of active listings versus the number of sales. So this is kind of a good way to determine the supply and demand in the marketplace. We can look at seller sentiment with the new listings, but active listings is a number and it's it's based on the number of active listings that are left on market at the end of the month. Yeah, this to me, this is the best one for telling the story. If you look early in the year, like we were just talking about, um, listings were down, but sales were up. So it, it created that uh, spike in prices for those first three months. April, you can see it was a little bit more balanced and then you know, the sellers that were on the fence saw all those record high prices. So they start coming to market. So you see all that inventory come up, but then, you know, the, the buyer shying away with all those rate increases. Um, yeah. And then prices started to decline. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And you can really see it from the, it's really nice to see it graphically uh, because you can see the difference again for people um, that maybe it's a little bit smaller to read uh, sales are the blue bar and, and active listings are the green bar. So you can see, how much uh, it has changed from January 22, just with the graph. So look at the size of the green bar. Uh, it's the it's the furthest on the right uh, for January 23, and then the size of the green bar all the way on the left for January 22. The difference between the sales and active listings it's it's just it's huge, yeah, and that's what we see that 20% drop in price. Exactly. Previously, we showed. Um, new listings for the month but that we, we were saying we pointed out how that's skewed because it's not showing the um, carryovers from the month before and this kind of tells the full story yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah we saw it here um, you can see 22 35 active listings 44 sales uh, and then you jump down to 23 January we saw 97 active listings so that is again almost what is that that's almost triple uh, triple for the number of active listings and then sales stayed relatively the same like we've been talking about uh 10 10 more sales compared to last january 
But what's interesting is this is a story that's happening in Ontario. Again, we were touching on the Ontario statistics for January. There was one statistic that stuck out, and it was the number of active listings was up 174% year over year. So again, we see that in the local market as well. Listings are the the number of active listings are up. There 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 aren't as many buyers going out and purchasing the inventory that's available. So there are homes that are sitting on the market. Yeah, that's why at the beginning when we saw that twenty percent increase, I said, well, the volume is is really the story because it's that fifty four at the bottom there of sales compared to the ninety seven. So this Absolutely. this this is why we're we're in more of a, a buyer's market right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then days to sell uh, another. I mean, we saw a downtick here, fortunately. Um, you can see at the end of the graph there. Uh, but those came in at 33 days to sell. Again, there it is, that 22 number at nine days to sell. Absolutely absurd. Um, but we're down from 37 days to sell uh, to 33 days in January. So that's down month over month, which is great to see. Yeah, there's different things going on in the market, but I think I think um, one of the problems that's inflating the days to sell is just overpriced listings. Yeah, like yeah. These properties that are priced appropriately for the market they're in are still selling. Yeah, and that's another quite uh, another thing for for sellers and why it's important to price uh, correctly. It's the it's the the first question a buyer asks when when we take them into a property. Most of the time, how long has you been on the market? Yeah, and they kind of gauge what they think they're going to offer um, based on how long it's been on the market. Yeah. And then when I'm, we're looking at a listing, the agent, we're sharing that information with our client. So you see a property's had three, four price drops. So say it's sitting at five ninety nine now. Well, there's no way we're spending more than that. If we're most likely going to be on a pose, so we're coming in under like for sure. Where yeah. That property maybe came to market at the appropriate price. Maybe they could have gotten, you know, low sixes. So that's what they, they don't understand. It's that, uh, it just takes one, you know, let's put it a hundred grand up. It just takes one. I'm like, that's it. You might as well uh, buy a lottery ticket. And it, it's just very tough in this market. Uh, you know, it last year it, it would have maybe been okay, but in this market where the sentiment is down from buyers uh, and, and interest rates are up, it's now the affordability of buyers. It's, it's decreased. So it, yeah. when affordability decreases, ultimately, Unfortunately, the prices of homes have to decrease as well in order for them to transact. Hundred percent. And then uh, months of inventory. So here we go. Look at that. It's it's another downtick for months of inventory. So that's great to see. Um, again, we were kind of touching on it a little bit, but it is uh, a, kind of a, an idea of where we're sitting in terms of a buyer balanced or seller's market so uh we came in at two months of inventory but if we remember back from from last month i believe we were at really two and a half um so we came down four months of inventory month over month so that's great to see it does certainly still feel a bit like a buyer's market but it is starting to heat up a bit and we're, we're now almost in the second week of february uh and yeah we're we're starting to heat up a bit, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think um, when the, the buyers are, are going to start coming out probably next month and uh, things are going to get rolling here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the tip of the month. Uh, so, Dave, tell us about the importance of a pre-list home inspection. Yeah. Now, um, 
I, I always like I always recommend to my clients, my sellers, to to get a pre-list home inspection. Uh, there's a few different reasons, but the, the first is if, if you get a report back and it, and your property shows really well on, on the uh, pre-list home inspection, then that's a selling feature, and you know you attach with the listing for the uh, agents to, to uh, be able to download and share with the buyers. Now, if some if some things pop on the inspection, some some fixtures you got to get done, no problem at all. Go if you get them fixed, then I usually recommend you attach those invoices for, for them to be completed. You're being fully transparent. And I say, and you, you also have the opportunity to to not show the home inspection if you don't want to. But we always preface that by saying any major latent defect or any um, safety concern with your house has to be disclosed as well. Yeah, but it's usually a good tip. And also, sorry, the last little part is. You know, if, if you get a pre-list home inspection from a, a reputable uh, inspector in the community, I like to use Dave Sharman. Shout out to uh, Dave Sharman. Um, he's great. He's really good at his job. And the other thing is uh, I, he's got that uh, English accent. It's really good for breaking bad news to, uh, to, to the audience. <laughs> so I, I, I recommend Dave. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the other thing is if you, if you have a home inspection available for the buyers, then maybe you get an offer without uh, – a home inspection and a condition that might hold up the sale. So that's that's another another good reason to uh, get your pre-list home inspection. And that's huge. Again, it's it's really delivering a clean bill of health uh, for these buyers. Um, you know, a lot of buyers you talk to now are saying, you know, I, I would never buy a house without a home inspection. So again, maybe it eliminates that condition on their offer uh, to make it even more clean, and and it gives them. You know the seller's peace of mind that you know they're not going to use their home inspection to to back out of the deal that the buyers aren't going to throw on a home inspection condition and then have that other layer that has to be fulfilled before the deal goes through yeah now last year we were in a different market the sellers had all the control they were forcing buyers to go in clean with no conditions but that's not the market we're in now if no. you're a buyer you know you're going to get your finance and inspection in there and yeah. we're even seeing more um sale of buyer property conditions in there which you could never get in in a, in a market like last year, but no. So go. yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the deal of the month. So this one is uh, two ninety nine Sherbrooke Sherbrooke Street. It's listed by uh, Lindsay Seabrook and uh, Jessica Yates. Uh, another fantastic listing here. Uh, three forty nine five hundred. It's listed at three fifty, and it's a four bed two bath. So this one, we kind of took a bit of an investment uh, lens. We, we, we attached a bit of an investment lens to this one uh, just uh, because it's listed at 350. Uh, there is a bus stop just around the corner and we've got four bedrooms. So it could be a fantastic investment. And we're going to go over the numbers here. Just wanted to show you guys the pictures. Pretty nice place for 350, eh? Yeah, and then not to mention you're you're really close to downtown Peterborough as well. Yeah, no, it's great. Shows shows really well in, in photos, and I think this is going to get a, a lot of attention. A great, great price point by the agent here. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, neighborhood, here's where you're sitting. Um, if it pulls up here, you're really at uh, Sherbrooke and Rubich. So there is. A, uh, a bus stop right here. So you're kind of right here and there's a bus stop literally right around the corner on Rubidge, which will go up to, uh, to Trent University. So that is the subject property. Now what we did 
is that we ran a bit of numbers on them to on it to show you what you might be expecting in terms of an investment. So let me pull that up here. Peter has been getting a lot of attention from um, out of town investors. That's been going on for since I think 2018. McLean's had an article identifying Peter Burroughs one of the top three places to invest in the province. And basically, anytime you see these lists, uh, Peter Burroughs usually on there. Yeah, it's a great it's a great spot to invest um, because you've got Trent University and, and Fleming College. Uh, again, if you can get a property like this at a low price, uh, you know, under 400 with that many bedrooms. I mean, you're, you got to at least take some time to analyze it to see if it might be a good move. Um, now, again, this one was kind of geared towards a student rental due to the location. Uh, you are really downtown in central Peterborough. And I mean, there is a bus stop around the corner, but you're in, you know, downtown central Peterborough. So it's a good spot for uh, for students. And so here's here's what we're looking at in terms of investing. So we took a 350 purchase price. So that's at the list price. Now, when you're investing in a property that you are not going to live in, you're going to need to put 20% down. Uh, and we chose an interest rate of 5%. Now, you would likely have to go to a mortgage broker to get that 5%. We're seeing fixed at around 45 to 5.5%, honestly. Um, but I did see online you could get, at the time of this recording, a CIBC around that 5%. But you can't always go to a mortgage broker to try and get the best rate. We've got an amortization of 30 years. That's, again, to try and keep that monthly payment as low as possible and so that we can increase our cash flow. We've got closing costs of around $11,000. Again, just a ballpark. Um, that's going to be your land transfer tax and your lawyer's fees. Um, and so you're in the deal for $81,000. So this is $81,000 is what you're paying to get this deal. Uh, first, we're going to talk about cash on cash return. So this is a value that is similar to this stock market. This is a great way to look at it. If I put my money in a different investment vehicle, what percentage of return would I get on my money? That's what cash on cash return describes. So for your first year, you're getting 3.2% uh, on, on return for your money. You know, not great. But again, when you scroll down here, you start to look at your your 10% in year 10. That's when it starts to get really attractive. Again, all investment real estate, it's not ideal to speculate on it. It's, it's ideal to hold that investment for a lot of years. And that's when you really start to see that cash flow and the numbers starting to make sense. Now, that being said, we do want something that makes sense right away for year one. We don't want to lose money in year one. So what we've got is 2600 for our monthly rent. So that would be around uh, $650. Per room, and that's uh, would you, would you say that's fairly average for for? Yeah, if you look at the student rental ads, uh, there's a lot that are in the seven eight hundred range now. So uh, that this is a conservative amount. Um, you could there's probably the potential to get more, but let's be conservative for the point of this exercise. But there is a good chance you could get and, better rents. And we were talking as well. Uh, it's going to be six fifty, and they pay utilities. And so yeah, that might plus, yeah. yeah, so that might make it a little more uh, fair in terms of, of market rent. Um, but definitely, like we're seeing them in the seven seven fifties um, for for student rentals. 
In terms of uh, property taxes, we, we threw that in from the listing. We're sitting at $27.14, uh, $3,000 for insurance. So this property is over 100 years old, so it might uh, charge a an insurance premium. So you might have to pay a little bit extra. So we threw it around that $3,000. Uh, maintenance, again, this could go up and down as well, depending on the tenant. Uh, but we threw in $1,500 for the year. Uh, vacancy rate, we chose 3%. Um, now... Do you remember what the vacancy rate was in Peterborough? I think that you, you mentioned it was reported at around one and a half percent. Yeah, I, d I didn't see last month. So I, I want to say at least in the fall, it was at about 1.4, which is really low. Yeah. So, I mean, you might not get 3% vacancy throughout the life. Uh, you're really supposed to run it at 5% most of the time. But again, there are so many people looking for rentals right now in Peterborough. And when you're throwing an attractive price at 650 per room, I think you would be comfortable running at 3% vacancy. Now, we also threw on property management. We've got that at 8%. You don't have to use a property manager. In fact, we would both recommend investing when you're investing in your first property to manage it yourself, at least for a year, just so you can kind of get a feel of what happens in terms of property management. So let's throw it at zero and then let's look at the numbers. Okay. So... Cap rate at 6.59%. Now, the cap rate is another number that you're going to use to analyze your investment. A great rule for cap rate is to have a cap rate that is higher than your cost of borrowing. So if you recall, we had an interest rate at 5%, so 6.59% for our cap rate check. That checks the box. And cash flow is another thing we're looking at. And again, cap rate, sorry, is the ratio between the net operating income and the price you're paying for the property now we're looking at cash flow at 417.73 per month that's again without property management and again that is for your first year so that's happening every single month now let's say we want to see what would happen in year three so year three we've got an annual cash flow of six four seventeen we divide that by 12 to see what we're getting monthly. We're looking at $535 a month from this property in cash flow if we purchased it on these terms. Uh, and then you look at cash on cash. We're sitting at 6.19%, uh, and that goes up to 10% in year six. Again, this is without property management. Now, when we do throw in the property management, the numbers slightly change. I mean, you can see it go down there at 215 for cash flow. You got a 589 cap rate. Um, and year three, we are now sitting at $3,848 divided by 12. We're looking at 320 a month. So not as good as it was without property management, but you know, you don't have to manage the property. So, you know, it's give and take. Again, with investments, any investment will work if you adjust the numbers correctly. I mean, if you were able to get this home and let's say you threw 30% down, now now what are we looking at? We're looking at $403. You're in it now for $116,000. So you did increase by about $36,000, your initial investment, but you're getting a higher cash flow. So if that works for you, then go ahead and do that. And again, this is all from calculator.net if you just type in rental property calculator you can uh, you can throw in your own numbers here and see what 
works for you. And we'll link that down below in the description. I, I just add too that it's it's great when your investment property is cash flowing, but the other things to remember is it's the, the, you're also your mortgage is being paid down, right? And then over time, if you're holding this, the property is going to appreciate. So I like I like to think you're getting paid multiple ways, and cash flow is always a bonus, especially with an older home. You want to you want to be flowing some cash, um, you know, put that in a separate account, you know, for when those big ticket items come up, you got to do roof, windows, and, and things like that. But if you have your your investment paying for itself on, on the side here. Um, and then it's it's appreciating value over time. It's it's uh, I don't know still that's why it's one of the best investments out there is uh, investment properties. And and like you mentioned that appreciation, so we threw it at three percent. Um, and and look at this, you sell in year twenty, and you're getting equity accumulated. You've made you've gained five hundred and eight thousand dollars in equity. So that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Now, these are all just estimates. Uh, it's not to say for sure. Um, and if you're interested in, in investing in a property, feel free to reach out to uh, both myself and Dave, and we can kind of run some numbers and walk you through everything. These are all just ballpark numbers for right now. Again, there's no tenant currently living in this property, so you would be able to get fresh tenants in there. But yeah, if you're interested, feel free to reach out. And if you have any questions about investing, again, feel free to reach out. Awesome. I love this new segment. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, we might have lost all the uh, all, all the non like stat people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. all the non uh, all the non numbers people probably left, but uh, if you're still here, appreciate you sticking around and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. The, 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 that's all, folks. Take care. <laughs>